Welcome back, Giants fans. It's about that time. We're going to talk about free agency in 2024. I saw today that we are three weeks out from the legal tampering period when stuff gets announced. So we're getting there. I think franchise tags are coming up soon as well. The Giants probably won't be involved in that, especially with Saquon Barkley, hopefully, but maybe Xavier McKinney, maybe. The projected tag would be $17.2 million, so kind of a steep price, but we'll get to that. So we're going to go through the Giants' in-house free agents. We'll talk about some other general free agents and good fits for this team potentially and things like that. So I hope you all enjoy. Leave in the comments some free agents you want the Giants to sign in this offseason, and let's get into it. Number one, Saquon Barkley. Not going in any particular order here, but this is just how I did it. Saquon Barkley, market value is three years, $30 million. For me, I'm letting the guy walk. Um, I was okay with letting him walk last year. They brought him back. He got injured, wasn't as effective. And it's just time. You know, he's 27. He's not going to get any better. That's around the age where, unfortunately, running backs really start to tail off. And I am not for giving him a long-term deal. I don't care if it's cheap. I don't care if it's three years and, and 30 mil. I don't care if it's the market value. Like, I think it's time for a divorce here. And Saquon can go to a competitive team and compete for a Super Bowl and be the quote-unquote missing piece for some other team out there. I just think if you're the Giants, it's time for new leadership. It's time to get younger. Let's draft a back in round three or four and give that guy some carries and see if he can produce. I mean, by the time by the time the Giants are competitive, Saquon Barkley is going to be, you know, not in a retirement home, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, he is not going to be the same back that we know Saquon Barkley to be, the guy that was touched by the hand of God, as Dave Gettleman put it. So I would let him go. If they bring him back for a very cheap price, fine. I just hope it's like a two-year deal they can get out of after one year. I don't want any long-term commitment here with Saquon Barkley, but we'll see what happens. Adoree Jackson. His market value is four years, $45 million. That ain't going to happen. Um, he's 28 years old. I think most likely probably gets a one- or two-year deal. If the Giants can bring him back on a one-year deal for about 8 to $10 million, I think I'm okay with that. He's been more durable lately. I like that about him. And he did work with Shane Bowen in Tennessee for a three-year span from 2018 to 2020. Bowen was the outside linebackers coach at that time, but the, the two still know each other. So it's it's good, and maybe Adoree Jackson could be a good fit for his scheme. So I think that maybe could work, but if they were to move on from Adoree, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It is what it is. The guy's 28. He was a Gettleman signing, and maybe they're just, you know, past that. So we'll see what happens. Next is Xavier McKinney. This is the big one. 24-year-old safety. Still very young. I mean, 24 for a guy coming up on his first contract. It's a good age. So, hey, congrats to him. He'll get paid a lot this year. So market value is about $10.4 million annually. And Bowen's defensive scheme relies a lot on safeties, and sometimes they play three safeties at once. And I feel like McKinney is a guy that it'd be very tough to let him walk right now. So if you can bring him back for like three years and $36 million, three years, maybe $40 million, something in that area, I'm okay with that. Like there was at one point this year, like the first month or so, where I didn't really care if McKinney was here or not for next year, but he finished off the year so strong 
that I almost feel like it'd be stupid to let this guy go. So you'd be letting a talent like this at 24 years old walk for nothing. I don't like that idea. So if it's me, I think I'm bringing McKinney back on a multi-year deal. And he's a safety. Like Safeties can be good up until their early 30s. So this guy should be good for a long time. And, you know, as I said, this defensive scheme will rely heavily on him and he should be a good fit. So if it's me, I'm trying to bring back Xavier McKinney for sure. Um, I don't want to franchise tag him. That would not be good because, as I said, it's like a $17 million cap hit projected. So that's a lot of money taken up for one position. And the Giants already have so much money tied up in Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, and Daniel Jones alone. Like those three guys right there probably take up like over $90 million. So it's it's like crazy. So don't give them the franchise tag. Let's have a long-term extension here with Xavier McKinney. We'll see what happens. Um, Tyra Taylor, 34 years old. The market value is at $3.3 million per year. I can go either way on this one. I like Tyrod as a quarterback. He played pretty well last year. I just prefer someone younger and more durable because I think durability is a big issue for Tyrod. Um, I know DeVito came in and played like okay last year, but in the event that you're going to need your backup quarterback, which if the Giants are bringing back Daniel Jones, which I'm sure they will, um, you're going to need a more durable backup quarterback because I don't trust Daniel Jones to be healthy next year. I don't know about you guys. I don't. So if you can just promise me that Tyrod would be healthy next year, I'd bring him back, but I can't trust that. So I might move off him and get someone more durable and cheaper and whatever, younger, but whatever. If they bring him back, like it is what it is, but I think they can go a different route. We'll get to that later. Isaiah Simmons is interesting. 25 years old. Market value is $16.5 million per year. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, that's not going to happen. But anyway, it really depends how Shane Bowen views him because apparently I listened to that whole, it was like a 50-minute interview on the Giants YouTube page, and they they brought in this uh, Titans writer, and obviously he knows a lot about Tennessee and how their defense works, and he was saying how they like to have athletic, quick linebackers, and Isaiah Simmons fits that mold. So he went on to list guys like Avery Williamson, Jayon Brown, David Long, Monty Rice, guys in Tennessee that were quick, fast, athletic linebackers. Isaiah Simmons does fit that, right? They had a, a Aziz Alshair, who was their leading tackler last year. He's a free agent this year. So if the Giants want to get him instead and let Simmons go, I'm fine with that, right? Like if he's the better fit, then go get Alshair. That's fine with me. So it depends what they want to do here. If he's a fit for this defensive scheme, seems like he is. But once again, if he wants to get a guy like Alshair, who is more familiar and he's more familiar with, then, you know, fine. You can do that as well. But I like Isaiah Simmons. I hope he's back. But once again, not going to lose sleep over it. Um, Ashawn Robinson, 28 years old. For me, it's got to be cheap. He seems like a declining player and I just would not make an expensive commitment there. Paris Campbell's 26. No, not bringing him back. Nothing personal. They just did not use him last year. And like, what's the point? Um, some other smaller free agents I would not mind bringing back would be Ben Bredesen as a depth piece. I don't want him to start, but he's not terrible. But just 
would prefer someone else to start over him. But Bredesen, Nick McLeod in the secondary, he's versatile. I feel like he's a solid player. Nick McLeod and Casey Kreider, the long snapper. So if you can bring those guys back on, on reasonable team deals, I'm fine with it. Even Cam Brown, like, okay, I'm fine with that as well. So we'll see what happens with those guys, but those are like the smaller level free agents. So on to different position groups the Giants should be looking to improve this offseason, and I'm going to list them. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, interior offensive, well, really guard. I mean, we have our center, hopefully. Um, guard, outside linebacker, corner, and safety. Specifically, like, strong safety. So, we'll start with quarterbacks, go in order there. Quarterbacks, option one, stick with Tyrod Taylor. And we're not talking about Daniel Jones, because Daniel Jones, based on the contract, has to be on the roster. May they draft a quarterback at six, or in the second round, or in the third round? Maybe. I hope they do. But... For now, we're talking about free agency. We'll get to uh, draft stuff later in the month or early March or something. We'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway, so Tyrod Taylor's option one stick with him. We, we talked about that. Not thrilled about it because of the health and the age. Option number two is a bunch of free agents here. So Ryan Tannehill at 35 years old, he's supposed to make about 5 or $6 million per year. Tannehill is kind of like Daniel Jones. I feel like that was a big comparison a few years ago, back when Tannehill was playing well, and now that he's playing bad, people don't want to make that comparison. But, you know, Tannehill had some good moments. He has not been very durable lately. So if I'm making the same excuse for Tyrod, I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't going to say the same thing about um, Tannehill. Because Tyrod's a year younger, and they both are injury-prone. So... At that point, you might as well keep Tyrod. So, no. No Tannehill. Baker Mayfield, probably not going to happen. I love Baker. They should have did it last year, but it's too late. Um, Gardner Minshew, 28 years old. Possibly. I could see this one maybe happening. He may want some more guaranteed playing time, which I would not blame him for. If he were to come to the Giants, there's a chance that he is like a like a stopgap guy, obviously. I don't think, let me rephrase that, because nobody's going to sign Minshew in their right mind to be like the franchise quarterback, but he may want a situation where there's just, as I said, more guaranteed playing time. Like if if he were to sign with the Giants, and let's say the Giants draft a quarterback at six, there's a chance that Minshew plays the first two or three weeks and messes up and and the, uh, the rookie quarterback comes in. So I don't think he wants to be a part of that, but... If the offers out there aren't too strong, maybe. I could see it happening. Jacoby Brissett, I've been asking for him for years. It probably ain't going to happen, so I'm not going to ask. He's 31. He's a solid quarterback. Stable. Like, I don't see why not. But as I've said, the Giants just don't like him apparently. So, not expecting it. Drew Locke is interesting. 27 years old. I liked him coming out of college. Um, probably liked him more than I should have. But, you know, he has a good arm. He's got some moxie, whatever that word means. He just, you know, he, he's a, he's got that it factor. I feel like, you know, he's not, he definitely F's up. He's inaccurate and can make some bad throws, but there's something about Drew Locke that I like. I don't know what it is. He got a smooth uh, throwing motion. He's got a good arm and he can somewhat maneuver the pocket. So it's not the worst investment. I would take him for a one-year deal and see what you can get. Once again, he's 27. He has not had like a I guess I can't say he hasn't had a real chance to prove himself because Denver gave him a decent chance, but I feel like maybe in the right system, 
Drew Locke can be fine. We saw him beat the Eagles this year on national TV with that game-winning throw. So, like, maybe there is something there, but we'll see. Um, the running back position now, I want someone who is not going to break the bank, but someone who is still pretty young and talented and needs a better opportunity. So that brings us to option number one, and this is a risky one, but J.K. Dobbins is 25 years old, the former Buckeye who has had his really good moments in the NFL. Like I think his rookie year when he backed up behind Mark Ingram, I think he ran for like five point something yards per carry. Like he was crazy efficient. And he came out last year, was dominating in the first half of that game, and then he tore his Achilles. He was out for the rest of the year. So Dobbins has had his moments in this league, but he can't stay healthy. And it's just been unfortunate. He's been in timeshares with different backs, and he has not been healthy. He tore his ACL that one preseason. I think that was 2022. So the man has had some bad luck and some bad injuries. And I'm sure playing on the MetLife turf is not going to sound good to him, but if the Giants move off of Saquon and there is a clear need for a starting running back, he may look at the Giants as an opportunity to kind of prove himself for one year. And I'm sure hitting the market next summer or next, yeah, next summer as a 26 year old running back is not going to give him a lot of money, but still I'm sure the guy wants to play. So we'll see. AJ Dillon, 25 years old as well. He finished out his rookie deal with the Packers, and he's been underwhelming the past couple of years. And, you know, he's a tough runner. He's actually a pretty good receiver for his size, but he's still in the middle of his prime. He's had some success on the goal line. He's definitely not an every down back, but a guy you can split carries with. So, A.J. Dillon, maybe. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, is inter he's interesting. He was a former first-round pick. I loved him coming out of LSU. But something's missing. I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's the lack of explosiveness. That could be it. But he's shifty. He's a good receiver. He can break off like an 8-yard run, a 12-yard run. He's a tough runner, a tough guy to bring down. Um, he was so good in college, though. I don't know what happened to him. But uh, Clyde is still 24 years old. So if you want to take a shot on him, by all means, go for it. Um, this guy I liked coming out of college. I don't get a lot of draft stuff right. Like, I'm not the biggest college football fan. But this guy, for some reason, I hit on him. Pause. But um, he was an undrafted free agent out of Washington, I believe. Salvon Ahmed. So I did love this guy. Uh, watched his highlights a lot, and he looked great. And I was like, this guy can actually be a good player in the NFL. He has not had the best opportunities in the NFL. But when he gets his shot, he's pretty good. He's 25. Played with the Dolphins. He's an undrafted. Or, yeah, he's an undrafted free agent. So still, you can get him on a one-year deal and bring him into camp, and I'm not saying he's going to be like a guy who's going to have 250 carries for you, obviously, but he can be a good backup or a good timeshare back or something. Um, I like Ahmed, so I would bring him in for sure. This next guy is a guy at one point I got roasted for on Twitter because I suggested the Giants should trade for this guy. I think this was two years ago. Um, Antonio Gibson. So... I think I said this during the year Saquon Torres ACL. I could I could be wrong. But anyway, Twitter didn't like it. So anyway, he needs a real opportunity though. I feel like playing under um what the hell is his name? Ron Rivera. Playing under Ron Rivera for Antonio Gibson was not the right coach for him. He would fumble and get sent in the doghouse. They would put in Brian Robinson or some other 
back. I forget who else was playing with him there in, in Washington, but um, he just needs a real opportunity. He had over a thousand yards in 2021. He's a former wide receiver, as we all know. Um, he does have the fumbling issue. That's the problem. But aside from that, he's a talented player. I feel like I like these guys that can play wide receiver or running back, whether it's Ty Montgomery or Cordero Patterson, Percy Harvin, whoever. Like I like guys like that because they're so versatile. You can put them wherever. We have creative play callers. I don't mind Antonio Gibson. I really don't. So I'm not saying they have to get him, but it would be interesting. Um, I like Rico Daddle. Rico Daddle's 26, which surprised me, but he's a tough runner. He had some good moments this year. Seems like a decent receiver. Um, we could take him from Dallas. We took that one guy from Dallas. Who was that guy? Oh, it's going to bother me. I think it was Jalen Smith's brother, wasn't it? i got to look up who this guy was. Jalen Smith's brother. We had some guy who, was it Rod Smith? I think it was Rod Smith. But yeah, Rod Smith, that's who it was. Yeah, Rod Smith was a Giants running back for a bit. So we could take another Dallas running back. And, you know, I do think that Rico Daddle's better than Rod Smith. No offense. But yeah, I can see that happening as well. Wide receiver now. So I want an X receiver. It seems like we have our slot guy. We have our deep threat with Jalen Hyatt. We have our slot guy with um with Wandale. And Wandale, by the way, hopefully, if he's healthy next year, should have a breakout year. It depends who the quarterback is, but like Wandale is so freaking good. I think he'll be one of those like really good slot receivers in this league, but has to be healthy. Anyway, the options are um, Marquise Brown, 26 years old. Some know him as Hollywood Brown, but it could be a one-year deal. He's had some injuries recently, but he had that one season. This was, I think, two years ago, so we're talking 2022. The first six or seven games that year, Hollywood Brown was the wide receiver one when DeAndre Hopkins was um, suspended for the PEDs. And Marquise Brown was like low-key one of the best receivers in the league that year. So I've seen this guy as a wide receiver one put up numbers and be a wide receiver one. And if the Giants can get him on a one-year deal, I think it's worth it. He runs pretty good routes. He has good speed. He can make big plays. I don't see why not. It's just the injuries. The injuries are the thing that bother me about him, but still. Um, still 26 years old, too. Calvin Ridley, 29. He's surprisingly kind of old, but he's risky. But he fits what the Giants like. The Giants love guys that are good route runners and can get open. And Calvin Ridley is the total package in that type of you know receiver. Like He can get open. He runs great routes. He can make big plays, can catch a deep ball. He's good in the red zone. Like He does everything. It's just like he's risky, though, because he had the betting thing where he got suspended for a year. He left the Falcons halfway through the year for mental health issues. Like, I don't know what's going on there. So, yes, there is risk involved with Calvin Ridley, but he played last year for the uh, Jaguars in his first time playing in a year and a half, and he was good. I think he almost had 1,000 yards. He had, like, eight touchdowns. He had a pretty solid year. He did have Trevor Lawrence, but still. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., not going to spend too much time on it. 31 years old. Could it be one last hurrah? Maybe. He showed flashes in Baltimore. He caught a couple slants that went for touchdowns. He you know, made some big plays here and there. But Baltimore did not use him a lot, which was a bit kind of weird. Like, they had Nelson Aguilar and Rashad Bateman. There weren't that many great receivers there. I love Zay Flowers, but he's a slot guy. So maybe OBJ is a giant one more time. We'll see. Kendrick Bourne is interesting. He's coming off an ACL, 28 years old, 6'1", 205. But 
he was the uh, wide receiver one for the Patriots last year. Um, of course, they had Juju, they had Tyquan Thornton, they had who was the uh, Pop Douglas. Pop Douglas pretty much was their wide receiver one, but before it was Kendrick Bourne. He was making plays. I remember Kendrick Bourne right before he got hurt was really starting to turn up. Like he was like a big acquisition on um, fantasy football free agent waiver wires. Like he scored a touchdown and later towards ACL in that same game. Like he was actually like starting to get it. So it's a shame. He was a former 49er, caught a lot of touchdowns there, but maybe he's a good buy low. I mean, I hate taking guys off ACL injuries, but he could be a nice buy low. He's 6'1", 205. Could be a good X receiver. Nick Westbrook Akina, Akine, Akina, depends how you want to say it, but he's 27, 6'2", 211. He made a name for himself the year the Titans had Julio Jones. And when Julio missed time, Nick Westbrook Akina came in, made some big plays. He was pretty good in the red zone, and he can catch a deep ball. So he's a bigger receiver once again, 6'2", 211. Don't hate that idea. You know, we have Shane Bowen. He was from Tennessee. Nick Westbrook uh, Westbrook Aquina played in Tennessee. So there is some familiarity there on the other side of the ball. K.J. Osborne, interesting, 26 years old, 5'11", 203. He's had his moments. He um, has mostly been in the shadow of of Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. But, you know, we saw Jefferson miss time last year, and – I feel like Osborne had some moments. He wasn't great, but he was putting up decent numbers. So Osborne's a pretty good big play guy. Maybe he's worth taking a shot on. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's 26 as well, 6'2", 204. Probably looking for a bigger role because when he got traded to the Lions, they didn't really use him that much. So I'm sure he wants to play and not just sit on the bench. He had over 800 yards in 2022 for Cleveland. So he's had a decent season before. And he's a pretty good athlete. Like, I would not mind a, a shot on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Next position is going to be the guard position. So you need a right guard for sure. Maybe you bring back Bredesen, put him at left guard. As I said before, I don't want him to be the starter, but if you have to, then so be it. But this right here, the guard position, right guard specifically, is the position that I want the most for the Giants. And if they have to spend the most money on it, then so be it. First one's Robert Hunt of the Miami Dolphins. He was a right tackle his rookie year. I remember he struggled a lot early, but they moved him to right guard. And ever since, he's been a really good player. So he's been getting better every year. He did not miss six games last year with a hamstring, but the past three years has played right guard, has gotten much better every year. Like, I, I feel like... This might be a guy, he's 27 once again, like you may want to throw the bag at him. But the next guy on this list I like the most because of the versatility. And I feel like a lot of Giants fans want him as well, so I'm definitely not alone here. But Michael Onwenu, 26 years old. I remember they took him out of Michigan and he came in as a rookie. And the Patriots put him everywhere that year. And it didn't matter whether it was left guard, right tackle, right guard. Like the guy was a stud everywhere. So... From the moment he stepped on the NFL field, Michael Onwenu was an effective offensive lineman. Didn't matter where he was. So he played everywhere, and the problem for him is where he wants to play. I don't think the Giants are ready to give up on Evan Neal just yet. So if Onwenu wants right tackle money, but the Giants want him to play right guard, that might be an issue. There you may have to, you know, quote-unquote settle for Robert Hunt, which isn't even that bad. So, you know, it depends where he wants to play. Um, 
I just don't think the Giants are ready to give up on Evan Neal yet. I don't see it happening. So maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it happening. But if on one who wants to play right guard, more than happy to have him. And in the event that Evan Neal sucks next year, and on when it was on the roster, you can move him to right tackle and hopefully be fine. So it, it depends. I don't know. But I would love to have him. Uh, Damian Lewis, 27. The um, Seahawks took him in like the second or third round a couple years ago. He had a good year a couple years ago, but I feel like he just has kind of tailed off since. But he apparently struggles with the quick interior um defensive lineman so when he's up against a, a power guy he's fine but against like these these shifty quick uh pass rushers he has problems there so damian lewis maybe I'm, I'm okay with it um jonah jackson 27 former buckeye as as well and he was a great find by the lions in round three i remember he had a weird build and some teams were kind of iffy on him but the lions took him and he's been great for them he's been their starting left guard for four seasons He's an excellent run blocker, so I would not mind him in the prime of his career at 27 coming here to play some left guard. Could be right guard as well. Depends. Um, Ezra Cleveland's only 25. He did struggle last year after that trade to Jacksonville midseason, but before that trade, he played left guard for Minnesota for three and a half seasons, and he was a really good run blocker, and I feel like you know, as an offensive lineman in general, he was fine. He was not really like a weak link or anything like that. He did play right guard his rookie year, so he has that experience. But, you know, I think of everyone on this list, I think Michael Unwenu is the guy. But if you have to, you know, if you can get Robert Hunt, that's fantastic. If you have to settle for Ezra Cleveland or Jonah Jackson, I think I like Jonah Jackson the most out of those last three guys I mentioned. But, you know, like out of Lewis, Jackson, and Cleveland, I think I would take Jackson, but still. I, I want to get somebody. Like, I, I just, I hate the offensive line stuff every year. Like, I just want to sure up that position. And I do think a new quarterback would help. Like, I really don't think Giants fans pay enough attention to the impact that the quarterback has on the offensive line play. But when you have a quarterback that knows how to maneuver a pocket, it makes the offensive line look better, obviously. That's why when Tyrod played and even sometimes DeVito, I mean, DeVito had his games where he was taking way too many sacks. But Tyrod specifically, there weren't many games with Tyrod where people were like, oh my God, the offensive line. So I think it comes down to quarterback play as well. But I'd be a fool to sit up here and say the Giants don't need offensive line help because they do. Um, the edge position you have Kayvon, but you can't really rely on Aziz Ojolari playing a full season, and it's the last year on his contract anyway, and you're probably losing Jihad Ward now that Wink Martindale's gone, and one little nugget I got from that interview on the Giants um, YouTube page from that Titans writer was that Vrabel and Bowen both hated edge players that ran past the quarterback and took themselves out of the play. And that kind of made me laugh because I feel like Kayvon did that a lot where he would take a wide angle and take himself out of the play. So they have to fix that with him. But that's just a side note. But anyway, Daniil Hunter is a big one. 29 years old. He missed 2020 with that neck injury. He missed half of 2021 with a torn pec. But aside from that, he's been healthy like every year. So he was a stud the last couple of years. He was top five in hurries last year, had 16 and a half sacks in 2023. He's a good fit. But if you're the Giants, does it make sense to sign a 29-year-old in the middle of a rebuild? That's the question. He does have that connection with Andre Patterson, 
who is the Giants defensive line coach. I think we all remember that interview when um, Patterson mentioned Daniil Hunter working with him in Minnesota. So part of it makes sense, but part of it's like, eh, he's 29. It's going to cost a lot. And, you know, he did have a neck injury, did have a torn pec not too long ago. So there is some concern there. But right now, Daniil Hunter is probably the best edge rusher on the market. I got to tell it how it is. Um, Bryce Huff's interesting, 25 years old, former undrafted free agent with the Jets. He was number three last year in pass rush win rate or win percentage. Um, that was higher than Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson, and plenty more. Um, he grades out amazing as a pass rusher, but he struggles against the run. So I would find it hard to believe you would sign Bryce Huff for a lot of money just to be in on third downs. Like, you have to play every down. So that's the concern with him, but he's still 25. Maybe he develops into a better, you know, run uh, run defender. I don't know. So he's an option there, 25 years old once again. Jonathan Grenard, he's 26. And this is funny because I remember watching Grenard at Florida, and I was not a fan. It was him and the other guy, some guy with a Z. Who the hell was the other Florida? Oh, it was Jabari Zuniga. That's who it was. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he flamed out. I was not a fan of him or Grenard, so I'm not a Florida hater. I just happen to not like either of those guys in the draft. But I was wrong about Grenard. He's actually been a really good player. He's carved out a, a nice career. Um, he's been a pretty good run defender. He was top 10 in run stop percentage last year. And as a pass rusher, like, he doesn't have the greatest pass rushing moves, but he's kind of like Marcus Golden. Like, Marcus Golden got by with great effort, and I feel like Grenard's the same way. Like, he just does not stop, and he has great motors. So, Grenard's interesting. He's still 26, prime of his career. So, maybe. This one's interesting to me. Dorrance Armstrong, Cowboys, 26 years old. He would be a fit for this scheme because apparently, based on the interview I listened to once again, um, Bowen likes to play a lot of like wide nine and play like these defensive ends like outside the tackles. And Dorrance Armstrong with the Cowboys has experience playing in that wide nine technique. So I think someone like that, he has long arms. He has a, he's had good pass rushing grades and you would steal him from the Cowboys even better. And ironically, Dorrance Armstrong is the guy who blocked the kick in week one. I, I think we all know what I'm talking about there when Graham Gano had that field goal blocked. Dorrance Armstrong was the guy who blocked that kick. So he he hypothetically may have like ruined the Giants season last year. So I like that move as like a you know buy him cheap type of guy. And he was behind um Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Odigi Zuwa. Like they had a good defensive line there in Dallas. So Dorrance Armstrong, if you bring him here to be like a full-time starter, Maybe it'll work out great. Maybe it'll work out like um, Martellus Bennett that one year when we took him from the Cowboys, and he was a pretty good giant. So, um, cornerback now, I prefer someone younger. And, you know, there's a lot of good stopgap veteran guys out there if Adoree Jackson leaves. And I think Sean Murphy Bunting is the guy that we all have to talk about because he's 26, 6 feet tall, 195 plays on the outside and he had good moments last year in uh, in Bowen's defense. He played in Tennessee last year. Two interceptions, two forced fumbles, 57 tackles. He was on that Bucks Super Bowl team in 2020. So, he's strictly an outside cornerback for the most part and I feel like going from Adoree Jackson to Murphy Bunting is not that big of a drop off. So, personally I'm fine with that and I think based on the familiarity with um with Shane Bowen, it makes all the sense in the world. There's some other 
free agent corners out there, like Jalen Johnson from the Bears. I, I love that guy out of college. I'll take that W out of Utah. Like he was, I love this game a lot. So he's been great for the Bears and he'll probably get franchise tagged. But if he hits the market, I mean, come on, like, let's get him. Um, Legereus Sneed, I actually liked him too. I have tweets to back this up too. I ain't lying. Like, I, I remember Legereus Sneed out of Louisiana Tech. I liked him. He was a safety though at the time. So, you know, it did translate the corner for him. But he, of course, was a corner with the Chiefs and he was tremendous this past year. He'll get a lot of money and there's a chance he actually leaves the Chiefs. So maybe he makes sense for the Giants. I believe Legereus is 27. Uh, there's guys like Chidobi Awuzie, the former Cowboy. He was with the Bengals the last couple years, and he's a free agent. So there are good veteran guys out there that may cost more money, but I, I feel like Murphy Bunting is an affordable guy who knows the defensive scheme already, so that makes the most sense. But if they were to get Jalen Johnson or Legereus Sneed, that's phenomenal. But I, I do want the guard position taken care of first, and... Hopefully, for our sake, um, Deontay Banks turns into a cornerback one. So I don't want to have to worry about spending all this money on LeJarius Sneed or Jalen Johnson or any of that. Hopefully, we have a cornerback one on our roster right now. Um, safety. Safety is not a must get, but I do think it'd be smart because the depth is kind of short after you look past Xavier McKinney, especially if he walks. Like, if he walks, obviously, you have to get one. But... If McKinney stays, you still have Belton back there. You still have Javarius Owens, who was like last year's uh, seventh-round pick. And you have, uh, why can't I think of his name now? Why can't I think? Oh, Jason Pinnock. Yeah, Pinnock as well, who was fine last year. I, I can't complain, but you could do better. This guy I loved in college as well. So I, I feel like I'm kind of biased here, but these are good players. Julian Blackman, another guy to Utah like Jalen Johnson. Um, he's been improving every year as a tackler. He plays everywhere. He's had snaps in the slot, the box, deep safety. A lot of times the Colts would play him as like the lone safety back there playing center field. And I feel like that's not Julian Blackman's game. So I feel like if you pair him with Xavier McKinney, it'd be a great fit, but it depends if the Giants get him and what they want to do with him. Last year, they signed a guy from uh, the Colts and that was Bobby Okereke. That worked out perfectly. And Blackman happens to play with the Colts. So hey, why not again, you know? But um, I do think Indi uh, Indianapolis probably retains him. But if they don't, I would say take a shot. He's 25, versatile as hell. I love Julian Blackman. Um, Mike Edwards, 27 years old. He's been playing for some great teams lately. So not sure he wants to be a giant. He was on that Buccaneers uh, 2020 team, just like Sean Murphy Bunting. They won the Super Bowl. And he just won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs this past year. So, or the past two years, right? I don't know if he was there. Was it Mike Edwards' first year? I forget. But he definitely was on the, he was on the Chiefs this year for sure. But anyway, so I think he could be a good depth piece that can maybe start ahead of um, of Pinnock if needed. So he's a guy who can make some big hits. He's probably not that great against the pass, but he can take care of like those downhill runners. And if he met a guy like Derrick Henry in the box, he would not be afraid. Like he would just take him on. So I like Mike Edwards' game. This guy's interesting, and I highlighted him in green because I think it's worth taking a shot on at the right price. Jeremy Chin, 26 years old. He was an early, it wasn't early, it was a late second round pick in 2020 by the Panthers. And in his, his first two years, his rookie year specifically, he was great. He looked like he was going to be one of the better safeties in the NFL. He went to a small school. He kind of came out late. He's already 26. So he was runner-up for Defensive Rookie of the Year back in, I think, 2020. 
And for some reason, he fell out of favor with the Panthers' defensive coordinator last year. So his playing time really diminished, and I highly doubt with that not changing that Jeremy Chin would ever go back to the Panthers. So I do think Chin will go to a different team. And just because he didn't, he didn't work out with that scheme does not mean you should not buy low on him. Like, I think Jeremy Chin is a really good football player. There was that one time he had two touchdowns on two straight plays, and the guy's a safety, which has to be a record. There was that game against Minnesota. I think it was 2020, his rookie year. He had the interception that was returned for six, and then he had a fumble on the next play and ran it back for a touchdown. So, like, two straight touchdowns by a safety. You don't see it very often. But Jeremy Chin is a freak athlete, big hitter. I would take a chance. I know he's not like the best. He's he definitely has some holes in his game, but I feel like this guy can be such a good pickup at a, at a hopefully a good price. Um, I mentioned Aziz Al Shayer, um, the linebacker for the Titans, another guy from that uh, Shane Bowen defensive scheme. Maybe it happens, but that's about it. You know, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on today. Haven't made a Giants video in a while, so I wanted to get back to it, but um. Those are my thoughts. There's some guys I definitely would be interested in. I want to keep McKinney. I would like to go out and get Brissett or Drew Locke, someone like that. Um, Salvan Ahmed, Antonio Gibson. Give me Michael Onwenu, obviously. Um, give me Dorrance Armstrong. Give me Jeremy Chin, Julian Blackman. Give me some of those guys. I'll be happy. So we'll talk about the draft in the um, – excuse me. We'll talk about the draft sometime in March – Obviously, there's like two months until the draft actually happens. There's been a lot of people on Twitter, I've noticed, that are kind of warming up to the idea of J.J. McCarthy. Now, I'm not ready to sit here and say I would definitely take him at six, but if you guys follow me on Twitter, I came out a few months ago and said I like J.J. McCarthy. Like I, I, I do like J.J. McCarthy. So I can't take it back now, but I, I do think... There's a chance the Giants may take him at six. It might piss off a lot of people, but if the Giants did it, I don't think I would hate it. I, I would not have a Daniel Jones-type reaction to it. I would not. I think McCarthy has a lot of upside. He's only 20 years old, and I know he's asked to be a game manager, but I feel like he can do more than what Michigan was asking him to do. So we might do a whole separate video on J.J. McCarthy. I might do a whole video on him and, and title it, J.J. McCarthy's better than you think and make a whole video about him, but we'll see what the future holds. But I might do that. We'll see what happens. Um, I hope his quarterback at six, but even if it's Malik Neighbors, who I love, Malik Neighbors is awesome, so I would take him in a heartbeat. But I do think quarterback is the main issue right now, and I would love to see that addressed. But if the Giants cannot trade up or get a quarterback they want, and it happens to be Malik Neighbors, I won't be too, too depressed. I'll be like, all right, that's a great player. Just get him a quarterback, and we're fine. But still want a quarterback. So we'll see what plays out in late April, but definitely we'll make some more videos. I think I've watched over 30 prospects so far. So I'm moving along. I'm getting there. So definitely getting my uh, my knowledge up on these players. But anyway, hope you all enjoyed. It was good talking Giants football. We'll be back in sometime in early, mid-March, talking about prospects in the draft. And I'll talk to you guys next time.